With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Depressed Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports page and FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Dave Nichols from the District Sports page and Doghouse on his way home from Nats Park on the line. Dave, we'll start with Max Scherzer. Uh, Jason Worth missed on a fly to left, a uh, wild pitch, put Curtis Granderson on third with no outs in the first. Scherzer strands him, really geeks up there and gets three outs without the runner advancing. An impressive display there, but the first pitch fastball to Michael Conforto in the second, home run to left, one nothing. Kelly Johnson, home run to right field, one out later, 2 nothing. Joanna Suspedes, home run in the fourth, 3 nothing. Back-to-back doubles in the fifth after the Nationals had rallied. It's a 5-4 game at that point. Second and third, two outs in the fifth, still 5-4. Max Scherzer, not sharp up to that point, up to 89 pitches. Matt Williams leaves him in the game. I wrote at that point that he better have a good six, but he doesn't. Yoannis is fed his doubles, takes third on a block, scores on a sack fly. 5-5 five to five game at that point. Just not the outing we were looking for at all for Max Scherzer again. Once again, plagued by the long ball, giving up home runs, three of them today, and just really didn't look sharp out there. And what do you think about Matt Williams' decision to leave him in there to hit? Matt Williams told reporters nope. after the game, he's our best option in the sixth. He's a number one pitcher for a reason, so that's why he left him in. But uh, I didn't like the idea, personally. No, Scherzer wasn't very good. The bullpen was even worse. Matt Williams made bad decisions. They stopped hitting after Ramos's home run, and the casual fans left after the seventh inning. I mean, it was a perfect storm of crap at Nats Park today. Um, it's pretty apparent that Scherzer um, is worn down from the heavy lifting he had to do in the first half of the season. Um, I made a crack on Twitter that he used to be known as a sixth-inning guy, and in his effort to um, to uh, to erase that due to his big contract, he's become a 140-inning guy, um, meaning that he got two-thirds of the way through the season and his arm fell off for all intents and purposes. Um, he hasn't been very good for the last month and a half, you know, or so. Um, he's got an over five ERA since the All-Star break. It's just um, he's not the same pitcher now that he was in the first half of the season. Uh, I thought it was a horrendous decision for Williams to allow Scherzer to hit for himself in the bottom of the fifth. Um, I think he should have had somebody up warming for the sixth inning, uh, regardless of whether he hit Scherzer or not, and he didn't have anybody up. Um, until later in the inning. Um, it's just every single button that Williams pushed today was either wrong or didn't work. Uh, a parade of relievers there in the seventh inning, nobody got anybody out. Um, the Nats were leading in this game um, and, and ended up ended up losing due to the bullpen once again, um, and neither Storm nor uh, Jonathan Papelbon the two most expensive and, 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 and best relievers in the bullpen, uh, didn't even warm up. I mean, this is just a continuing convocade uh, of crap. I mean, there's no other way to put it. Uh, the Nats played poorly today, um, shot themselves in the foot, and, and lost to a team that is, frankly, better than them right now. 
Dog has sticking with Scherzer for a minute. Winless in his last six starts, 0-3 with a 5.82 ERA, a 3.08, 3.44, 5.45 line against, and 34 innings pitch over that stretch. Uh, 10 home runs and 132 innings pitched. That's 0.68 home runs for nine in the first half. After two in the second today, 13 home runs and 54 innings pitched. That's 2.16 home runs for nine, which is just a huge jump. 14 home runs and 56 innings pitched after the setup. After Johannes Suspedes' home run in the fourth there, the third home run he gave up today. Uh, just uh, Ron Darling was talking on the Mets broadcast about how he's always been a three-quarter arm slot pitcher, but he's dropping down a little lower, and he thinks that's what's causing the fastball to flatten out. And when it does, it gets hit hard like it did today, and just not what we needed from uh, Nationals needed. We didn't play, and not what the Nationals needed from Max Scherzer today, and another rough outing for him. Well, maybe we didn't play, but it was not not what uh, we needed from him either. Uh, It's interesting to to look at Max Scherzer and compare him with Joe Ross recently, who certainly seems to be on the season kind of running out of gas. And to to follow on with what Dave was saying about Max maybe pushing too hard to overcome the perception uh, perception of him as a guy who doesn't go deep into games, pushing too hard to go deep into the games uh, in the first part of the season, now maybe he's running out of gas kind of like Joe Ross is. He's not getting good location, falling behind hitters. The fastball is getting flat and, and getting hit quite a long ways. So it, it's frustrating to see after that, that great first half. But I, I remember thinking, you know, somewhere along that stretch of like three complete games in a row that uh, – and Scherzer even said it himself, that he wasn't here to have three, gate, three great games in June or whatever it was, but to do well on the whole season. But uh, – Sadly, I think he pushed himself too hard, and the Nats maybe let him or facilitated him pushing himself too hard, and now we're, we're seeing what happens when pitchers get tired at the end of the season. They, uh, they don't pitch so well. Dave, after he gave up the tying run in the sixth inning, Max Scherzer done for the day. You talked about that seventh inning briefly, but we'll get into a little more detail here. Blake Trinan cuts down the lead runner on a bunt after a leadoff single, makes a aggressive play there. I was kind of in one of those, no, don't throw it there, oh, great play kind of moments. Uh, he gets the lead runner, but Felipe Rivero gifts the Mets that runner back at second with a walk to Curtis Granderson. David Wright steps in next against Casey Jansen. Lines one to center. You uh, know, Escobar inexplicably, I don't know what he was trying to do there, cuts the throw home or tries to at least, has a go off his glove. Mets take a 6-5 lead there. A sack fly by Daniel Murphy puts him up 7-5. A double by Ioannis Cespedes, who just had a really big day at the plate, 8-5 to at that point. And that's where it was just, you know, Max Scherzer may have given up the lead, but that was the inning where it was just really blown there. I'm still not sure what UNL Escobar was doing trying to cut that throw home because it looked like it was going to be a close play on Michael Taylor's throw-in. No, there was a lot of um, questionable plays in that inning, and, and it goes back to um, something we talked about the other night. There's a, there's a difference between um, errors that are noted on the scorecard and mental errors um, that aren't noted on the scorecard but are just as impactful um, in, in games. And, um, and that seventh inning had all of that. It had poor performance. Um, it had, you know, questionable decision-making. I mean, it just really um, – it was just all a big ball of negativity there. I mean, and so we'll take it, we'll take it play by play. Um, Blake Trinan gives up a single to Wilmer Flores, who's a poor offensive player. Um, Ruben Tejada tries to bunt him over. Uh, the play was the first there. Um, 
I think this was the same situation where Storm threw to third the other night. Wilson Ramos or, or the catcher, um, in any case, um, is yelling to go for the go for the advanced base, um, forgetting the pitchers aren't normal fielders. Um, he really um, it was a poor decision. Uh, Trayan made a made a great play to get the out, but he should have gone to first with the out. Um, Felipe Rivero is the left-hander that Matt Williams calls upon to get Curtis Granderson instead of Matt Thornton, who is supposed to be his seventh inning uh, left-hander. Um, Felipe Rivera walks Curtis Granderson, something you just can't do in that situation. Um, Casey Jansen is Williams' choice um, to, to face David Wright. Jansen, who has pitched, you know, three of the, two of the last three days, um, uh, predictably gives up a single to, to David Wright, who um, who homered his first at bat coming back from injury, but has been pretty terrible since. Um, it just, you know, everything that could have gone wrong uh, did gone wrong. Expecting Casey Jansen to to pitch to to Jonas Cespedes um, is just really uh, foolish. There's no other word for it right now. Uh, Jansen's been terrible his last half a dozen dozen or half a dozen ten appearances, and expecting to get Jonas Cespedes has been one of the hottest hitters on the planet out in that situation is just foolish. Um, so that's how the seventh inning turns a tie game into a three-run deficit and for all intent and purposes ending the national season. Oh, that's a little bold. <laughs> five games. It's not over yet. they still got five games left with the Mets, but I understand the frustration there. Doghouse, Jonathan Neath on the mound to start things tonight, 3-0 and in five August starts with a 5-1-70 RA, a 4-9-3 fifth, 2-58, 5-42 line against in his last 31 in the third, 18 earned runs and 16 uh, third innings pitched, a 9-9-2 ERA, and a 359-440-609 line against his last three starts, 8-10 and 10 on the year, 4-5-0 ERA in his last four starts versus the Nats, including one this season. Three scoreless to start, but they loaded the bases with no out in the fourth. Wilson Ramos hits a grand slam to left field at that point, 4-3 to three Nats. Jason Worth doubles in a run, 5-3. to three. Nice is knocked out at that point, done for the day, and Looked for a moment there like the Nationals were going to rally. They got to a pitcher who they should probably get to and who Max Scherzer probably should have outdueled. But at least early, it looked like they were off to a good start there and knocked Nice out. No, absolutely. And that, that was a completely electric moment there. Uh, Ramos fell behind one and two. You know, they flashed everybody stand up or something like that on the scoreboard. And for the most part, people stood up and cheered and yelled and, when he made contact with that ball, I thought to myself, that can't possibly go out. It would just be, you know, too cliche a moment if everybody stands up and cheers and suddenly there's a grand slam. No, it, and, it, and it happened, and suddenly there was a grand slam. That was, that was a fantastic moment that uh, almost made up for uh, everything else that happened later in the game, almost. So, you know, certainly we can see the Nats get to people that they're supposed to get to. Remember, this Mets team is one that just lost two out of three to the Marlins. Um, granted, you know, as, as we've been discussing, and as Dave certainly has been agonizing about here for us all, the Mets did not perform well. And we can say that, that uh, maybe Matt pushed the wrong buttons. I like going with the matchups, you know, because as I keep saying, you go to the seventh inning with the bullpen you have, not the bullpen you wish you had. And I, I think he made reasonable decisions with what was available, given that he had another two innings to get through to try and keep that uh, keep that game tied and, and give a chance to go ahead. Didn't work out today. You know, maybe if the Nats can take the next two, they can still stay in it. 
you know, I, I think we gave up realistically getting to the postseason a couple of weeks ago, or at least we should have. <laughs> it's still possible. It's just a little less likely. Yeah, and they could really could have used that big win today. Uh, they Bryce Harper versus me, six for 14, 429, 400, 643 coming into this game uh, versus left-handed pitchers this year, 326, 447, 565. Davey Johnson once said, if I can pull up the quote here quick enough while I'm stalling with a few extra words here, uh, you're going to hit left-handers when you realize that all left-handers are just dumb, and you'll hit them good when you realize that. He has hit them well this season, but for the first time in a long time, it looked a little bit to me like he was pressing today. He was swinging at some balls out of the zone, over-swinging on a few, trying to hit the five-run home run, and really just not a great day for Harper at the plate. 0 for 4, 3 Ks overall. Didn't do well against Nice or the uh, Mets bullpen either. No, it was a tough day for the Nats best player. Um, it, it's hard to hard to get around that. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure how much is pressing and, and how much is uh, um, maybe just a, a bad matchup against, against Nice. I, I don't know. Um, it didn't look to me like Harper was really expanding the zone, except for maybe um, on the appearance against uh, Familia there in, in the ninth inning. But, um, you know, Familia gave him a 96-mile-an-hour, what looked like a split-finger fastball that just dropped completely out of the zone. So um, it's hard to um, it's hard to fault Harper for swinging over the top of that. But, um, yeah, it's a tough day. But the bottom line is the Nets scored five runs. Um, that ought to be enough to beat the Mets. Um, and it wasn't. Um, you know, the Nets could have, you know, maybe should have um, won this game were it not for, um, you know, allowing Scherzer to hit in the bottom of the fifth and, and the poor performance by the bullpen. I mean, this isn't a game that should, that should be hung on, on Harper's 0 for 4. Clearly not hanging at all on him, but not a particularly good day at the plate. I didn't think either, but not none of the Nationals had a particularly good play uh, day at the plate after that big uh, four run, five run fourth, twelve straight Nats dogging out by the Mets bullpen after a nine pitch ace by Hansel Robles, who was quick pitching and kind of dominating the Mets for the most part. The Mets pen really came up big. Uh, they didn't have Tyler Clifford available after he's thrown a bunch of pitches yesterday in the loss to the Marlins, but. Carlos Torres, Eric Adele, Dario Alvarez, Hanto Robles, and uh, Juris Familia combined there after John Neese is out after three and a third inning to hold the Nationals scoreless the rest of the way as the Mets rallied. Well, let, maybe let's hope they're uh, they're going to be tired out for the rest of the series. You know, if we're going to try and take away any positive positives from this. And while while I will admit that certainly a lot of fans left in the seventh, and it was really hot out there today. I was in the shade and, and almost ran, well, and did run out of water. But uh, I'll say just walking up my street now, some guys in a pickup truck just drove by me yelling, go Nats. So people have not given up entirely. Nor should you, the listener at home. Dave, tomorrow we're going to see the embattled starter, Matt Harvey, take the mound against Jordan Zimmerman in the second of three in D.C., uh, I assume he's going to come out there with something to prove. The Nationals really need to win this one, too, so they're going to need a big start from Jordan Zimmerman, but a tough pitcher in Matt Harvey who's going to be out there most likely determined to show the Mets something tomorrow and their fans. Yeah, uh, a lot of be a good pitching matchup. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of similar pitchers in a way, Harvey and Zimmerman. So, um, you know, this is, you know, the next – 
biggest game in, in the Nets season. I mean, today was um, was one of them. Tomorrow is one of them. Uh, Wednesday is going to be another one. I mean, the, the Nets really don't have any margin for error. I mean, they they really need to win um, tomorrow to get back to where they were at the start of today, um, and then win, win Wednesday. So you've got to face Matt Harvey and Jacob Degrom. I mean, today was the day against Jonathan Nice that you wanted to get in your back pocket and. Um, and they let it slip away, just making um, tomorrow and Wednesday's matchups uh, that much tougher. I mean, you're five games back. You've only got five games left with the Mets. Uh, these were the games the Nets had been pointing to um, pretty much, you know, since since the 1st of August when they started the struggle, saying, hey, we've still got six games with the Mets. Well, this is where you need to play. Um, and they let that golden opportunity to do that slip through their hands today. 8-5 loss, 71-66 and 66 on the year after the loss. I got two more with the Mets in the next two days. Nats Nightly sponsored by the District Sports page and FederalBaseball.com. That's all for us today. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Go Nats. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.